With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Three Innings Save podcast. We are a part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host Eric Steven. With me, as always, is my co-host Jacob Birch. Uh, Jacob, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? That's- that's good. Um, I'm doing great because Brian Salvatore is our producer and he does a great job. Makes us sound... Just kidding. He makes us sound really good. I did a little mime there. Just wonderful <laughs> Which audio. Which just makes for great radio, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but we have fun. Um, we also have fun doing a Dodgers Rewind, which is what we're bringing you today. Today we're going to look back at Pete Rickert. Uh, I will say I looked up some things on him. I just wanted to make sure... Because it's R-I-C-H-E-R-T, that it's not Richard, you know, like, but like enough things I saw had it as Rickert. So I'm sticking with that. If it's not that, I apologize, but that's what it is. He was a left-handed pitcher uh, who had two tours of duty with the Dodgers. um, And he intersects with uh, quite a few um, previous Dodgers rewinds. And we'll get to it later, but. Um, we're almost close to completing one whole transaction by doing rewinds on every single person in the trade. Uh, but but uh, so, again, uh, linked to a lot of players. He, I'm also recapping at True Blue LA the 1963 season, like week by week. He was a um, second-year player on that team. Uh, that team won the World Series. He was like a swing man, um, occasional starter type. But, yeah, really good uh, – Heavy fastball, 
But before I get into some details on Pete Rickert, um, I have a trivia question for you. All righty. Are you ready? Okay. I am. I've actually so, been thinking about this trivia question for like the last hour. Pete uh, Pete Rickard had a memorable uh, Major League debut, April 12th, 1962. Uh, he, he was pitching in relief against the Reds. It was just the third ever game at Dodger Stadium. Um, same series that had opened. Uh, he struck out seven in his three and a third scoreless hitless innings. Since then, only eight Dodgers relievers have at least seven strikeouts in one game. How many can you name? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get at least one. I, I tried to be open ended with this uh, right. because rather than the, you know, pick the fourth one or you know so I, I know you're that, get that specific but like yeah, it, this is I think I think you'll enjoy this at least the names on it are pretty good so okay all right but we have plenty of time to get to that uh, first off uh, the Dodgers signed uh, Rickard out of high school in New York this was before the 1958 season I'm unsure of the actual timing of the signing but in the 1973 Dodgers media guide. Uh, which I bought a few years back on eBay. There was like um, someone was selling like a, a handful of like old Dodgers media guides, and it was like less than ten bucks for all of them. So I was like, yes, I will do that. It's a it's a thin media guide. They don't even print the media guides anymore, by the way. It's all electronic, which is probably the right thing to do. But like, I enjoyed having the the, sure. the, the physical uh, media there. But in the '73 media guide, it says Rickard quote was the final player signed by the Brooklyn Dodgers. So, okay, like, that's that's something. So he did pretty well as a teenager in his first two years in the minors. He was in Re- Reno and then Green Bay. And then he broke out as a 20-year-old in 1960 with the Atlanta Crackers, one of, one of the great uh, baseball name team names. Um, he's 19-9 and nine that year with a 276 ERA. He broke the Southern League record with 251 strikeouts. Again, heavy fastball. To the point where I found an old article in the Atlanta Journal in July 1960 that described Rickert like so, quote, Pete's miracle whip fastball was flying in the first two innings, but in all directions. That gives you an idea of like, you know, with his heavy fastball, there was times where he didn't know where it was going, right? So, he walked 115 that year. Uh, he did tend to walk a lot, but he also struck out a ton. Now, he battled injuries in 1961 when he was with Spokane. Uh, he missed the first six weeks of the year, but the next spring he made the Dodgers in spring training. Started off the year pitching in relief. Um, his major league debut, again, came in that third game of the season, so Stan Williams was the starter. He allowed four runs in the second inning, and then he was pulled with the bases loaded and two outs. So, in comes Rickert. He struck out uh, Veda Pinson, who was a really good hitter throughout his career. He was young then, too. He escaped the bases loaded threat. Um, then the next inning, uh, he struck out Frank Robinson, uh, Hall of Famer. Um, and then he struck out Gordy Coleman, except the ball got by catcher John Roseboro, so Coleman reached base. But that's not a problem because R- Rickert also struck out Wally Post and Johnny Edwards to end the inning. So, uh, And then to start the third or the fourth inning he struck out Tommy Harper so his first six major league batters faced he struck them all out so he pitched the fifth inning two and added another strikeout so Dan Hafner in the LA Times wrote quote uh this this is a great this was the lead to his article quote young Pete Rickert uh walked in from the Dodger bullpen with a prayer on his lips and when he started throwing his fastball the Cincinnati Reds didn't have one (laughs) 
what a, that's like as good of an opening line to to a game <laughs> report that you can ever get. It was great. Um, so in that game, he tied um, three major league records. Um, he was just the ninth pitcher ever at this point to strike out four in an inning. It seems it, it happens not a ton, but like there's still like not that many people who have done it. But just he was only the ninth guy ever to do it. That's wild. Um, he was also the second pitcher to strike out six in a row in his first major league game. The other person who, who did it uh, was also a Dodger, uh, Carl Spooner for Brooklyn on September 22nd, 1954. Now, I don't, I was trying to think, I, I, I forgot to look this up. I don't think we've done a rewind on Carl Spooner. We probably should at some point. Um, he's a great tale in his own right. Um, two shutouts in his first two major league games. It was the en- end of the 1954 season. Struck out 15 in the first game, uh, 12 in the second game. So he's, he's at 27 strikeouts with a zero ERA through two games, two shutouts. But then he got hurt, and he only he only pitched a little bit in 55, and then he never pitched in the majors again. Sam Miller at the Pebble Hunting Newsletter um, has a great, great piece on Spooner that I will link to in the show notes. Um, I forgot to mention this, speaking of other Dodgers rewinds, but on our weekly uh, episode of the three inning save uh, earlier this week, we talked about uh, what a hot streak Mookie Betts uh, was on. By the time you listen to this, he could very well still be on it. It's very likely. Um, but I was looking up like trying to, because the last week he was, he had 16 hits in um, 26 at bats. He hit over 600. And I was trying to look up like really crazy, like six game stints. And, um, uh, I found some someone, uh, Jimmy Johnston. We might have actually done, or, or I have to look. I should have looked this up before this, but I just just putting a pebble, uh, putting a, a pin in this. He had a stretch uh, where he had 24 hits in 29 at bats in 1923. <laughs> that has to be like the absolute blazing hottest anyone has ever been. And there was like a lot of extra base hits in there too. Even if we've done Jimmy Johnson, I think we should probably do at some point a rewind on just those five. It was five games plus a single, like, to start the next game. So one of the great hot streaks. But anyway, um, he didn't have to bat against Pete Rickard, so that's probably why it was so easy for him. Um, So Rickard in this Major League debut, he was also just the second relief pitcher ever to strike out six in a row in one game, joining uh, Philly's veteran right-hander Jack Meyer. In September 1958, um, so that's sort of our our intro to Pete Rickard. We'll we'll talk a little bit more um, about him after the break. But first, I have a, a message to you from uh, Fans First Sports Network. Attention, sports fans! Are you a fan of an NFL team? Would you love to attend your favorite team's Week One uh, game? Well, you're in luck. Fans First Sports Sports Network, excuse me, is giving away four free tickets to the Week 1 NFL game of your choice, up to $5,000. The rules to enter are simple. Go to contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill out the appropriate information. That's it. Once you've done that, you'll be officially registered to win four free tickets to any Week 1 NFL game. What are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. This contest ends September 4th. We'll have a little bit more after the break. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Now uh, we're back to Pete Rickert. Um, he was stuck in relief for the first few months in 1962 and actually was sent down to Omaha at one point during the season. He was only 22, but he reached a bit of a career crossroads. This was an amazing um, sort of quote from Rickert. In, this is from his Sabre bio. It's, uh, Adam Olry wrote the Sabre bio, and he was quoting uh, the Sporting News, which, was, which had an interview with Rickert. Um, this is what he said. Uh, my, quote, my arm snapped. I threw a pitch, and the arm felt like it was broken. I was afraid to throw after that. I babied the arm. One day, manager Danny Ozark handed me the ball. Pete, he said, this is it. If you're going to pitch big league ball, let's find out right now. Throw as hard as you can. If the arm snaps, goodbye. If it doesn't, you're free of this fear. Now throw as hard as you can. Uh, I guess it was like a drowning man reviewing his life. I was 22 years old. All my life I wanted to be a major league pitcher. My dad did too. It was his dream, his great ambition for me. He died before I made it to the big leagues. It was his faith that got me started in the first place. All this went through my mind. I told Danny I was ready. I fired as hard as I could. Nothing happened. I felt great. I risked my baseball life on that one pitch, and I won. <laughs> that is very dramatic. <laughs> I would not have thought that, but like he, he still ended up pitching a lot, so like maybe that worked. Yeah. Um, so he, he's called up later that season in August, and he actually started 12 games, not pitching in relief. He started 12 games in 1963, too. He was an occasional starter. His first three seasons with the Dodgers, he started 30 games. He relieved 17 more. He had a 418 ERA. It was 194 innings. He had 154 strikeouts, but he also walked 91. But before we get into what happened the rest of his career, uh, let's get back to our trivia. 
um, since Pete Rickards' debut, uh, eight Dodgers relievers have struck out eight, uh, at least eight in a game. How many can Jacob name? So is this including opener shenanigans? Um, as the page is loading, hold on one second. Um, yeah, I, I asked who, who did more than seven. So um, there are no there are no shenanigans here. Really, that takes out some of my uh, some of my guesses. <clears throat> I, I, I'll, I'll just say the the latest one was two thousand eight. Oh, okay. Um, well, this is going to be difficult then. Crossing off some names real quick. I guess <laughs> I was kind of going wrote a few good names down on players that uh, I know had an opener. Uh, 2008, um, You nailed the 2008 one. Uh, with a uh, three and two-thirds hitless, he gave up a walk. He struck out eight uh, against the Mets. Wait, if oh, I gotta look this up. Was this the game he homered in? <laughs> I think it's the game he homered in oh. and did the bat flip. Oh. Hold on. And this is <sighs> when not, bat it's, flipped... It's not, it, it's not the game he opened. Dang it! Uh, I think he might have started that. That was game. that might have been 07 or 06. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but then that God, man, for our younger listeners, this was oh, before bat flips were like really a thing, and it was a beautiful one. I'm. I think he single handedly brought them back. I'm yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Hoyt Wilhelm. No, he was. He. I mean, no. I. I, I don't know what his high was. He. He, he, I don't think he was much of a striker guy, but also I don't think he necessarily pitched all that long, all that often. Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff. He he had two sevens, two game, two seven strikeout games, but not not eight or higher. <sighs> I will tell you that the it's it, there's eights and nines. Those are the only numbers to go with for uh-huh, a reliever. Uh-huh. Uh, Marshall. Um. Mike Marshall did not strike out even seven in a game. Well, those are my strike. I got one. I got the one name I came for. So okay, I'm gonna. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to do it this way. I'll give you a year, uh, 2006, and he was left-handed. Left-handed. 2006. That. So that's before that era. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, does it involve a bathrobe? No. Oh, okay. No, he, it's not Joe I, Biden. He didn't. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah, he was very much the loogie guy. Think, uh, no, I think I know think, who it is, and I'm not going to get the name. Think of characters called. from Adam's Family. What? It. He looked, there was a Dodgers he, no, picture named It. No, he looked like Lurch. Um. Um. Mark Hendrickson. Struck out eight um, okay. for the so the you others mind. are okay. I was not going to get Mark Henderson by the way. Twenty-two so inning game in Houston in 1989. I think I've probably talked about this game enough to where there's a, you should have at least one or two guesses. Here. Oral, Oral did it in uh, so he he pitched seven innings in that game in relief. Right. It was a twenty-two inning game. Uh, he struck out eight. Um, the other uh, so. The only other one in the in the Jacob era, and not the Jacob Life era, but the Jacob era, um, was a normal starter. But I don't know why he pitched only the second to the fifth inning in this one, but he did. Um, didn't didn't play out his full contract with the Dodgers. 
Nope. Kevin Brown. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's one of the nine strikeout guys. Kevin Gross was also a nine strikeout guy. Uh, Jim Brewer, um, not the comedian. Um, uh, or or, or, or sorry, Mark Hendrickson who said Ken Howell in 1985 struck out eight. And then uh, Larry Sherry in 1962 also struck out eight. In a 14-inning game, he went seven. So, yeah, that's a lot. I think, I don't know. What do you? How do you think you did? <laughs> what a weird. Transition. Uh, I, you know, I, I was like I said, That's I had, one. I had uh, Urias, Mitch White. Uh, I thought, man, maybe Kenley the, did it. So Mitch you White know? had that. I, I didn't look at. It, he had that like seven and a third inning game or whatever. Yeah. Two years ago, I want to say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that's a that's a good area to guess in, but like, yeah, I just there hasn't been a ton. Like, oh, I guess I have to look. Um, no, Stone didn't strike out a bunch today, but no one's had no one's really done that like a, as a as a bolt guy yet. Just like like just rack up the strikeouts or right, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, back to Rickert. Um, so sixty four after the sixty four season, uh, he was a part of his first big Dodgers trade. He's a couple of those. We'll get to it. So he was sent to the Senators along with Frank Howard, Ken McMullen, pitcher Phil Ortega and pinch hitter Dick Nen for Claude Osteen, John Kennedy, not that one, and $100,000. Um, we've had Dodgers rewinds on most of these players. Uh, Frank Howard was August 2019, Claude Osteen in August 21, and Ken McMullen bucked the August trend, and did, uh, we did him in June 2022. So, like McMullen, um, uh, he... Uh, Rickert made his way back to the Dodgers, like, you know, almost a decade later. Um, but w- when he was in Washington, his first two years, he was in the rotation and, like, starting for good. Made the all-star team both years. But then during the 1967 season, his third year there, he was traded to the Orioles. Then he switched to relief full-time for good in 1968. So he had a 283 ERA in four and a half years in Baltimore. He's part of three World Series teams there, 69 to 71. He pitched one game in each of those World Series. He also pitched, I believe, an inning in the ALCS in 69. But in the World Series, two total scoreless innings, but that doesn't tell the whole story. In 1969, the Miracle Mets were up two games to one. In game four, it was tied one-to-one in the 10th inning. Uh, Catcher Jerry Grody uh, doubled off Dick Hall to open the frame. Then Al Weiss was intentionally walked, so they brought in left-hander Rick Rickert with nobody on and two out or excuse me, nobody out and two on to face uh, left-handed batter J.C. Martin. Um, who He was pinch hitting for Tom Seaver, who, by the way, pitched 10 innings. And um, and then Martin sacrificed up the first baseline. Rickert fielded the ball. It was like a jumble. Um, I'll link to the YouTube video in the show notes. But Elrod Hendricks, the catcher, it was like up the first baseline. They both sort of converged on it. They didn't bump into each other, but it kind of looked like they almost did. Then Rickert turned and fired to first, but his throw hit Martin and then just sort of kind of got away in the infield. And then um, pinch hitter Rod Gaspar scored from second base with the walk-off winner. So they put the Mets up 3-1. to one. They won the World Series the next, next day. Some of the newspaper reports after the game noted that television replays showed Martin was inside the baseline, but it wasn't called. So anyway, but so, and it's not like, Necessarily, Rickert was the goat for that, or whatever. Back before, back when that lost all meaning, 
Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, so that was like sort of the, his big moment there. But after um, 71 with the Orioles, uh, the, another big trade brought him back to the Dodgers. They got Frank Robinson in this deal um, for Doyle Alexander and three others. Now, we did a Dodgers Rewind on Doyle Alexander back in December. He was, a, he was a fascinating career. He was part of the Dodgers, like, 1968 draft, which is widely considered, like, the best ever by any major league team. He pitched 19 years in the majors, but his career is bookended by getting traded for Hall of Famers. Frank Robinson here when, when, when I think Alexander was 19 or 20. And then at the end of his career, uh, from um, he went from Atlanta to Detroit for a double-A pitcher named John Smoltz. So yeah, wow. and and to not to rehash Alexander, but that was as look as bad as that looks in hindsight. That was as close to a win-win scenario because I believe I I want to say Alexander was like eleven and zero. It was he was crazy down the stretch, and the the Tigers I think made the postseason in the final weekend of the the year, and he was great. Now. He also got bombed in both of his ALCS starts and they got eliminated. But it was very close to being like the dream scenario. Like, this is exactly what we traded for, a, a like, go-to pitcher now. Of course, we're giving up long-term stuff. We didn't know it was going to be Hall of Famer long-term. But, like, it was almost like a, a win-win. But now it just it obviously not looked that way. But back to this Dodgers trade. Robinson, Frank Robinson, was 36 in 1972. That was his only year in Los Angeles. He had 19 home runs. 127 OPS plus, but he was limited to 103 games. And then the next year, or the next uh, December, he was traded to the Angels. And another huge, they had a lot of huge deals back then. Uh, that brought Andy Messersmith, among others, to the Dodgers. And um, Andy, Andy Messersmith was like the key figure um, in the, um, like, bringing in free agency <laughs> to the sport. So it was a very uh, opportune time in baseball. Um so Rickert was solid in relief with the Dodgers in 1972 and 73 uh, through his age 33 season. He had a 225 ERA in 72, 318 in 73. Um, he saved 13 games for the Dodgers in those two years. Um, so again, from the 1973 Dodgers media guide, his, Richard, Rickert's specialty was coming in to serve up a fastball to left-handed hitters. Um, so after the Dodgers, Rickert picked, Pitched one more year in the majors, uh, both for the Cardinals and the Phillies in 74. So in 13 years, 319 ERA, 1165 and two-thirds innings, 965 strikeouts. He was 80 and 73. He also saved 43 games. So, And that was only after saves became a stat in 69. So this is another note from uh, the 73 Media Guide. Quote, Pete has been active in anti-drug programs and received a certificate from President Nixon for his work in this area. And then if you go to his Sabre bio, um, Rickert, uh, quote, uh, Pete started an organization called Athletes for Youth. Rickert and others traveled to speak to young people about the dangers of drugs. They also visited uh, methadone treatment centers and spoke with addicts. So that was his uh, sort of off-the-field stuff there. After his playing days, uh, Rickert was a minor league pitching coach for the A's for about a decade in the 80s and 90s in Modesto and Huntsville. And then he also was a pitching coach for the Giants in Fresno. So that's, you know, another sort of long uh, baseball life, but also a, two, a rare, not rare, but like I always like it when someone has a like a two-part Dodger career 
that's like yeah. you know early and late type. Of I a am thing. a little surprised you didn't do a little research into how many of those saves were of the three plus inning variety. I'm, I want to say I did, because I remember thinking about it, but like, not to the point where I I did, I did look it up. But anyway, um, that's that's our look at, back at Pete Rickard. Uh, we are the three inning save podcast, even though. We're not talking about any of Pete Rickard's training saves because I'm not sure how many he had. But, at least, um, at least one. Yeah, when, you know, right. I found I found one. I'm going through the game nice. logs, and it was yeah. So like, it turns out he was a pretty good pitcher. That, yeah. that's, uh, but uh, we are part of the Fans First Sports Network. I make I'm what <laughs> I, I I almost conflated our names there. That's that's great. I am Eric Steven. That's oh. Jacob Birch. Thank Brian you. Salvatore will edit this to make me sound like a normal person. <laughs> and we will talk to you again uh, with another episode. Uh, and then we'll be back with our regular episode uh, over next week. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you soon.